0: And welcome to another episode The Mexi Mind Matters Podcast Episode 231 Coming to you live From Potato State Chop Chop Hass Browns Potato Gratin Country The greatest City With the word falls in it Idaho Falls, Idaho We are On our way to, 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 On our way to The Governor's Cup Live On the drive, on the go Mexi on the go Ready to discuss Some things that are currently right this moment occurring what i don't understand and this is this is the part that i honestly don't don't get it applies to basic common sense slash being able to multitask And I would like to call it the dinosaur effect. Now, I've always had issues with states that have laws that, oh yeah, we can just hire anybody. Affirmative action. Let's just, you know, hire whoever, regardless of age, gender, background, sexual preference, culture, all that stuff. To a certain degree, yes, but to a bigger degree no for example you are basically telling our society and today's today's children that you could be whatever you want as long as you apply yourself and you work hard and and you give me whatever you want. Well, let me let me let me throw out some examples of scenarios where it would not it would not work. For example, basically you're telling me I could get a job as a basketball coach, having never played a single basketball game, having never coached coached a single basketball game. And yet, I I could be able to do that. Throw in a few lies, ace the interview. Oh yeah, no. Now that next thing you know, I'm the next high school basketball coach. No. And then the worst part is nowadays people are too afraid to fire people because they don't want to get sued. Why am I bringing this up? Why Why are we going there, Maxie? Well, let me give you some background. Right now, one of our employees at our firm, a.k.a. the office manager, is currently being sued by a former employee because apparently she was let go because we're racists. Now, mind you, you can call me racist as much as you want. It's true to a certain degree. But I can assure you said employee was not let go for racism. She was let go because she sucked. And this is my thing. You're basically hiring idiots. And then getting sued by idiots. And we're constantly complaining about, oh my god, how do we make this better? Stop hiring idiots. I am literally driving right now. Crossing... Idaho... To get to Montana I'm in Idaho Falls currently Yet somehow I've taken Four phone calls For work Because the people that are at The office right now The bookkeeper, the office manager The recessionist and the two new people We'll bypass the two new people Because they're newer So they may not know And they're being told to do shit, potentially the wrong way. But it is not that hard to take a phone call, look up in our system who it belongs to, see that that person's not here, and say, hey, they're not here. It's just something I can do. Yes, I want to update my address. Okay, done. There is no need to do anything else Other than update the address Because I can assure you I During this drive Would be pissed If somebody sends me an email Or a message On our system Because they updated an address You make the note Everything we're supposed to be doing Is supposed to be noted in our system You look at it I don't care if you do anything with it You pick up a file, look at it You make a note, I picked up the file to look at We are in the process of transitioning To a new software That's supposedly going to make everything more efficient and better But the issue is Nobody does everything the same Or at least 90% the same To the point where The transition is going to be efficient it's not. We added at work different categories for different stages of a file. I can assure you I am the only one that changes those stages as it goes along. Everybody'll just, "Oh yeah, no, we, nobody cares about that." We'll just look at we'll look at the file or we'll look at the demand depending on who you are. I literally told the new girl yes yesterday. When I was training her, I said, the main problem with our negotiators is that they only look and focus on the demand, the package. They don't focus on anything else. Not the notes in my case, not the intake, nothing. They just, they're like horses with blinders on. Oh, the demand package, that's it. To the point where Brittany made a comment, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, your comment is basically... Confirming what I just said. If you were to tell me, okay, if I were to ask you out of these four things, what do you focus on the most? The intake, the notes in my case, the papers in the file, the demand. And she answered the demand. Yes, exactly. That proves my point. And I'm telling you, you should focus on all of it as a whole. Because what's the point of the attorneys putting a demand amount on there If you're not going to listen to it Because you're not looking at the file It's And here I am Answering phone calls Because If I don't I would come back Monday And these things would not be taken care of And there would be a list Laundry list of nonsensical things That would have to either at least file Into a folder Or delete or take care of And I don't have time to come back in the office on a Monday and fix those items. I would much rather take care of it now because some things are time-sensitive. Case in point, the first phone call I took, the chiropractor that I called yesterday called me back. Wanted to know what address to send the records to because it was too many pages to fax. That already in itself sounds ridiculous, but okay, whatever. Okay, too many pages to fax. All the person had to do that took that phone call and decided to transfer it to my voicemail as opposed to giving the address was to give them the address. Put it, attention Alex, send it to this address. That's all they had to do. There was no need to send me a a, a call to my line when I'm not even there. No sense whatsoever. But here we are, driving to the Governor's Cup, answering nonsense questions, because nobody in the office wants to do And, and And the worst part is, they're not even that busy. I am the person that has the most calls... That has the most calls... to take because I have the most cases 290 some cases and nobody wants to help out by fielding these calls and telling them the easy answer I do that all the time somebody calls and asks for Josh Brittany, Teresa it doesn't matter who it is oh well they're busy what can I do oh I need this okay well it's not here yet They'll call you when it's here. Or hey, Brittany, do you need to talk to so and so? Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Oh, you don't? You what would you want me to tell them? Done. Off the phone. Update given. The second call I had to take was an adjuster who only needed the date of birth and social security number for the client. Instead of looking them up and giving the information, you decided, oh. Let's, yeah, that's Alex's case. We'll send it to Alex's voicemail. Now, I would have came back Monday and had to return a call that would have been that simple. They're reviewing the demand. They need that date of birth. Okay, well, here it is. It's all you need to know. Here you go. Then the other one was, the person wanted an update. Now that we have these stages, updates for adjusters are simple. I personally hate doing it. Like if I'm on the phone and somebody leaves me a voicemail, hey, I need an update on this file. Do you have the demand yet? No. Well, that's the update. Now that we have stages, anybody should be able to pick up the phone and say, oh, well, hold on. Let me pull up the file. Oh, client's still treating. Oh. Oh. We're getting the man ready. Oh, we're waiting on records. It literally is that simple. But no, the person who's not in the office, let's transfer him calls to his voicemail, and then oh, and to make matters worse, they're not even bothering looking it up. In my case, in our system, they're not bothering looking it up because I so far have had three emails for voicemails, all three of them not my clients. So whoever's picking up those calls is transferring it to the wrong person. And that pisses people off. This is why we get complaints. We sign up clients this week. I can assure you there's at least five of them that are not entered in the system yet because Ethan hasn't done so. So I'm going to already know I'm going to come Monday Monday back to the office. There's going to be files on my desk because nobody's done anything on them since Ethan put them there probably today. That is sad, ladies and gentlemen. That is sad because you're supposed to open up a file at least within 24 hours and send out the letter. The new software is supposed to help with that. Now, the new software that will be, we will be going live July 15th. A call center will be taking taking our Potential new client calls. Now, I'm slightly concerned. They claim they have a list of criteria and and laws, and they know what is a good case in the state of Ohio. A good personal injury case, so they can you know sign sign them up accordingly, or at least tra- you know schedule them to be signed up. I don't believe that because my in my experience, like for example, my old firm used to do the same thing. They would have an intake department Would take the calls And then just schedule them Well actually they wouldn't even schedule them They would transfer them to the attorneys So they were taking like on average Each intake person Straight out of college No experience 200 calls a day And here we are Even with me not in the office And a few other people not in the office We've got 4 or 5 people in the office Who are complaining about Taking maybe 10 to 20 calls each On a Friday The other day the receptionist complained Because she took six calls in the last hour That is nothing That is nothing I don't answer the phone Because I can identify, because I have a good memory Who that call belongs to That is not my client, that is not my adjuster I could care less the fact that the receptionist picks up a phone, answers the call, doesn't know what's going on, and tells you something that is not even what they're calling about is the reason that I always send the call to voicemail first and then call the person back. Email is the best way to get a hold of me. We all notice. Which means my email is always swamped. I should not have to file calls that go to email, you know, transcribing my voicemails for clients that are not even mine. But no worry, ladies and gentlemen. Soon, soon, the new software is going to be up. If it is going to make things easier, great. I literally got asked the other day to open up two, to split two files that were supposed to be split by whoever had them. And nobody, nobody did it. So wait a minute, you were supposed to go through the, each person was supposed to go through their lists and they didn't split the file. Now I have to split it just so that we can close it. That is the most nonsensical thing I've ever heard. The file is going to be closed. I have to split it to close it. Do it yourself. I can't. No. I I do not have the time to do that. And I just found out today that apparently... Our paralegals in the litigation department Don't know where to request medical records from They have no clue Who does what billing, who does what ordering Who who requests records from where What's going on, nothing Okay, well, that's a problem Because if something's missing Or you need to follow up on something You need to figure it out And basically get it taken care of But no, these Yahoo's have no clue. It's sad, really. It is. It is quite sad. Who, who, who's hiring these people? A man that came to me and said, "Yeah, I asked somebody to, do, I asked somebody to do something." And then three days later, came to me saying, "Oh, I haven't been given a fax machine yet." I'm sorry. It took you three days to notify your attorney that you were still not, you still didn't have a fax machine and you were supposed to be doing this for your attorney. That's insane. Like that kind of, those kind of things should not happen. And that's my thing. Like we hire people for a specific job and they're not even 100% trained on said new job. Hopefully the new girl will be good cuz she has personal injury law firm experience. She answers phone calls. She told me she can do 30 demands a month. I said, like, oh, in that case, I want to see 30 demands a month. New guy Josh did one demand, then five. So in two months, he's improved. But he had no personal injury experience. Chinese has been here three months, had zero, 13, and now 25. But now she's thinking about quitting, too, to the point where you were supposedly, say, called off on Tuesday and then have been MIA the last two days. As of right now, I don't even know if she's in the office. There's only four scenarios where I can think of where you should be MIA. You don't have a phone. You're in jail. You're in a coma. You're buried alive. You died or permanently asleep. Whatever you want to call it. Aside from that, you should have the capability to at least let your employer know, hey, this is going on. I'm not going to be in. So now we have 120 files in limbo. At least because I trained her. Those files are not shitty and they're all people who are still treating. But that's my point, ladies and gentlemen. There should be a there should be a sense of urgency if you work in personal injury and the goal is to get the man to the adjuster. Common sense. The ability to answer a phone call. I've always said that a a perfect personal injury paralegal, whether it's litigation, pre-litigation, should have the legal knowledge, the medical record knowledge, and be able to multitask answering phone calls and should have the knowledge to answer any question about the steps from beginning to end. This is why I give the receptionist grief because she already... Left once because you couldn't hack it as a case manager Well guess what If you can't hack it as a case manager That means you sucked as a case manager I know because I fixed your demands When I started Your files that you basically neglected And then pieced out because you couldn't handle I fixed those So I already know you can't handle The simple thing of putting a demand together So You answering phone calls Where people have questions about these steps I already know you're going to struggle because you're literally struggling at transferring me a call and letting me know who it is that's what I'm trying to get at a person anybody in personal injury that remotely knows what they're doing should be able to tell you how to sign up an intake you should at least know how to do that. Or at least take a call for a new client. Should be able to tell you what the process is of getting a demand ready. You have to treat. When you're done treating, we'll get your records, put it together, done. Setting up liens, running things through health insurance. If something's wrong with a file and it is now your file, fix it. The other day, I caught Kevin trying to give me back a file. And I'm like, look, if I all I need to do is order these records, there's no point in you giving me the physical fucking file. I already know it's on the computer. I already called the chiropractor. They're sending them. I don't need a fucking file. I don't need you to put O-A-F will request records. Yeah, we all know that. You should still be able to, if the client calls... Take the fucking phone call and say Oh, we're getting additional records The case manager's getting additional records, problem solved I have your file People are not doing that And it is stressing me out Because the new software is supposed to help I have many questions about this new software Will people still be entering this information? Because if so, if they don't know what to enter They're going to jack that up too I mean, we are three people away. We need a better receptionist. We need a better negotiator. And I, I flat out say we need a better office manager. Because when they even don't note stuff, when people come in to sign paperwork, like what are we supposed to fucking do? You, you have a lawsuit because You befriended a former employee That we then had to sign It's the only time I've ever seen In any job I've had Where people signed a petition To get someone fired That is ridiculous That should never happen And now She's claiming that you're a racist Well um, Not true but I mean You're the one that hired her And you also create part of the drama in the office. So, that is why I'm answering phone calls while on my trip. So, I don't want to come back to nonsense and having to and postpone, take more time to catch up, to take care and fix the nonsense. Brittany today called off to also saying, I need a mental. Break day. I'm sorry, you have 90 files and you need a mental health break day. How about fix yourself on your own time and then fix the files? You have 90 files. That's nothing. I still advocate that all the demands out should go to both negotiators evenly and they follow up on these things. Because 90 files is nothing. But hey, I don't run the show The new software will see what happens But the issue is also We're not getting rid of these files fast enough My attorney We had a statute of limitation meeting And of all the files in the statute of limitation meeting We literally got rid of Two But we could have gotten rid of At least five Six It took us two years To get rid of one file That I knew from the beginning It was a shit show Two years I was told By my attorney Hey Call and set up Undershed Motorist And ask for Limits This is Undershed Motorist Of the son Of our client Who doesn't live with our client Mind you Because she was living with her boyfriend at the time She has no insurance Son's car was nowhere involved But he wanted me to call And set up Uninsured motorists. I called And Nationwide told me the son never had a policy Yet he still wanted me to call the son back And say Well where were you making your payments You said you had Nationwide But they're saying they don't have a policy for you Who's your agent Blah 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 I am wasting time. This was a scenario where Teresa had the file at one point and found out that it wasn't somebody, like our client was not trying to sell something to the tr- truck driver that took off and injured our client. No, they were trying to sell drugs. It was a drug deal gone bad. And we're not withdrawn from this case. Are you shitting me? It took two years and possibly it being filed in litigation for me, for Amanda to realize, yeah, this is going nowhere. Teresa spoke up and said, hey, yeah, no, there was a drug deal going on. Oh, because Amanda said it, now let's put a W on it, withdraw from the case. But yet you still had me called nationwide three times. There's three phone calls I don't need to make. That's the issue. It's like we need to move forward with the new software. that's going to make everything more efficient and bring us more profits. But if we're constantly signing up nonsense and not getting rid of the nonsense, we're wasting too much time and we already have file a lot of files that we have to handle from beginning to end. That's, that's a waste of time. So I'm curious of how the new software is going to handle that. Like, what are they gonna know? Are they gonna know that, hey, this person's claiming there's insurance, do they know to look at the police report, pull it up, and see, hey, uh, this person has safe auto, okay. Well, the limits are 2550. Do we know they have a valid policy? they should know, like I do, to call 1-800-SAFE-AUTO, verify that information I had a guy the other day who told me a electrical wire came down from AEP and it shocked the car, and he wasn't injured, but he, he, he has this mental anguish from the incident, I'm like okay, well you didn't go anywhere for three fucking months so yeah, no, we're not taking your fucking case. You are they going to be able to do that? Cuz if it's going to be like KNR, my old firm, you know, having an intake department, but they are not allowed to technically say no, hey, you don't have a case, cuz either they don't know how to, what to look up for how to look it up or just want to transfer quickly to the attorney so the attorney turns it down, which again, hardly ever happens. I mean, I don't want to go back to that. Because you're promising us 500 new clients a month. I did the math. That should be about 3,600 demands a year compared to my 700 last year. Well, uh, if that's the case... We need more case managers Or I need an assistant Because if you're going to feed me nonsense I need to be able to filter the nonsense To do what I do best Shooting three push-ups But anywho That's enough work rant for the time being Before we continue Let me do remind everyone That If you are traveling for whatever means, make sure you are covered. Somebody telling you you have full collision coverage only means it will take care of the car. doesn't cover you for uninsured bodily injury. does not cover you for medical payments. Make sure you have that on your policy. Call my man, Ramo. Have him hook you up, Umbrella Policy. Use the promo code MEXI. Save on your bundling of your car insurance. American National will take care of you proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Additionally, if you just need to relax from stressful days like I do, hand and stone massage will take care of you. I go to the one in Dublin, use the same promo code MEXI, save on your first Swedish massage or your membership. It's easy because it comes out every month, same time of the month, gives you one free massage a month. If you don't go, it piles up. And you can actually hand those over Give them as birthday presents You know, Father's Day is coming up Maybe your dad needs a massage Hand and Stone massage for you Proud sponsor of the Makes My Matters Podcast And As always She's probably out running Another marathon somewhere this weekend But Coach Super Super Studios 253 Give them a call, same promo code Save On your membership And your classes. Your first class. Join Coach Super and Team Super. Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the Maxi My Matters podcast. Now, I wasn't planning on having a long-ass podcast, but we got a lot of driving to do, so we might as well keep going. Second part of the show kind of wanted to touch upon And it kind of links with the first Repeating mistakes Over and over and over again Me constantly getting calls for That are not mine I pride myself In the fact that I never repeat The same mistake Twice Case in point We're going to the Governor's Cup It is my second marathon in the state of Montana. I picked the Governor's Cup because this marathon, unlike the last time, I made sure they had excellent resources. I made sure it was not a change in altitude. and this time I made sure I had a hotel instead of sleeping in the rest area. I do not repeat the same mistake twice. I calculatedly picked the Governor's Cup. So when you come to me And you say Hey I ditched my old boyfriend because he sucked But now he claims he's changed So I'm dating him again Or we're seeing each other again Things are going to be different I'm sorry Why did it work out in the, in the first place? Oh well he was a dick And uh, he really didn't care about me Okay so What has changed? He now magically cares about you? Mind you, it's been not even a year since you guys broke up. So let me know how that works. No. My exes, when I cut off an ex, we're done. We're done. Case in point at this time, well, at least in the last couple weeks, one of my exes, Dum Dum McGee, the reason we have a podcast, Helen Smith. Has been contacting My best friend Cato On I'm assuming Facebook Messenger And saying Hey Have Alex call me Well one I don't have your number anymore Because you, you lose phones Like it's your job And um, you've switched numbers Like three or four times Since we broke up Three years ago So no, I will not be calling you. Two, why are you reaching out to him instead of just me directly? It leads me to ask why Kato's friends with most of my exes, but that's neither here nor there. I can't force somebody to delete somebody off social media, even though as a friend I would do that. But that's not the subject of today's podcast We'll address that at a different time So I don't repeat the same mistake twice No, I am not going to call someone That I decided to just cut out of my life Fool me once Shame on you Fool me twice, shame on me If I forget to do something one time I can assure you the second time around I will not be forgetting to do that And that's What I kind of wanted to touch upon Because I notice a lot of people that I know of Or friends of friends Or even on social media People repeating the same mistakes over and over again Friends of friends reach out to me or on social media and go, why am I always dating losers? Last week, Brittany went out drinking, called me at 2 in the morning. Why am I always dating asshole losers? I don't know. Why do you like to repeat the same mistake twice and then wake me up at 3 in the morning? You guys can do whatever you want about whatever issues you may want to deal with. I could care less. If you want to vote for Trump If you want to be gay I know pride month's upon us And the pride parade of Columbus Is next week You want to fork Scissor You know, you want to be a, a male But use the women's bathroom Or women, uh, female To use the men's bathroom You want to have a penis when you don't have one Or you want to you know, create a creator And give yourself a vagina I really could care less As long as it does not alter the way I do things So when you call me Because I don't know why you decide to call me At 2 in the morning And reach out and say Why do I repeat the same mistake twice Or 3, 4, 5, 6 times Now I'm aggravated Because I was sleeping Or watching a show Because on Saturday night sometimes I'm watching shows Because heaven forbid I watch them during the day so, yeah, no, uh, I don't know. I don't have time to discuss this. You're interrupting me. So now we must make a podcast about it. We gotta discuss it in detail. Why do people repeat the same mistake twice? Now, when it comes to dating, I've kind of realized as the, the older you get, at least with guys and in my scenario, like I said, there's a triangle. Good in bed good taking care of you good looks You at first you're going to want 10 out of 10s in all three categories you want the ultimate triangle but as you go along in life you realize that you're not getting any younger and bitches are getting dumber and uglier so you have to compromise at some point you will compromise and settle same thing for girls I believe that a certain degree they're Criteria might be, might not be a triangle, might be like a hexagon, pentagon, whatever, trapezoid, who cares, but initially they want 10 out of 10 in all categories, but then they the they get older, they're like, well, I'm getting younger, my boobs are getting saggier, let me just settle. My fiance Tara likes to say Oh yeah she waited for the perfect guy And then I came along By all means I can guarantee you I am not the perfect guy I am not Mr. Perfect That was a wrestler And even he wasn't Mr. Perfect I am nowhere near Mr. Perfect I am flawed I will talk smack And I will Praise myself for what I am good at But I am not Mr. Perfect And for her I can assure you, whatever category she had... I do not score 10 out of 10 across the board. Now, loyalty, honesty... I can assure you, those are 10s out of 10. Looks, I'm not a 10. There's those just think it's the perfect 10 with guys and girls... I can assure you that right now. So that's part of it. But then also, we have a tendency... To go after somebody that is like our parents. So, I actually believe, even though Tara does things her own way, to a certain degree, she is a little bit like my mother. They are both cancers, you know, zodiac signs, so I mean, it makes sense. She's a little bit like my mother in certain ways, but in other ways, she's different. So, the reason we connect is because I've always said, my mom really doesn't love me. She says she does. But she has no clue how to show it. And I think to her, it's just words. That's what I believe. Same thing with my dad, but not to the same extent. So... Deep down, this unconscious, at an unconscious level, I would seek her approval, or at least to have her understand where I'm coming from. And that's why I think, ultimately, I'm marrying Tara, because she's a little bit like my mother, and she does understand where I'm coming from, and she does approve of what I do, and she does love me. To answer formerly Brittany's question from last weekend, why do you always date losers? I firmly believe my co-worker Brittany, because she's not close to her parents and they were negligent and she was neglected as a kid, she constantly seeks deep down, unconsciously, daddy's approval, daddy's an asshole loser, so she constantly has to go after Asshole losers Trying to change them Or at least Unconsciously wanting them To seek You know Her seeking their approval These asshole idiots That she likes to go out with And that's I think What it ultimately boils down to A combination of those factors At least with dating When it comes to other things Why would you Put yourself through the same misery twice That my friends Unfortunately is at the IQ level You're a moron If you make the same mistake more than once You're a moron And unfortunately To a certain level Because Of the fact that The way things are in our society And the way you were brought up That may be why, as well. That may be why you constantly are a dumbass and think you can do the same mistake over and over again, expecting a different result. Case in point, dumb dumb. Ellen Smith, my ex, 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 whatever. If I was Randy, Randy being her father, and I and he knows these stories of the. Nonsense that she's done If I have a daughter that constantly Does the same bullshit mistake Over and over again I would just I would have to kill myself Because How do, how did I decide To have a child That is this immature and idiotic To the point where She stalks ex-boyfriends Pisses her pants While driving because she can't stop and use the bathroom loses her phone time at the time at the time and is constantly costing me money. On top of the fact that her brother, you know so Randy's son, similar way, lives in filth, doesn't have a job, you're basically producing offspring that are not benefiting society. I had to show you both of those individuals. The both Smith, both Smith children are not Conductive to the betterment of society In America The world, whatever, state of Ohio They're not benefiting anything Nothing's being benefited From them being alive at this point But they're your children, so you love them. So you put up with it. And you don't tell them, hey, you're no moron, you're doing the same mistake over and over again. There should be jail for this. I'm actually kind of like shocked that our judicial justice system likes to put people in jail for dumbass reasons and other people walk scot free, but yet we don't have a jail for like morons where we could teach morons. The fundamentals of not being a moron. That way they're not wasting money. And they actually have a place to stay. For free, well, taxpayer money, whatever. So yeah, I mean, because of that, now, these two individuals are grown adults and were brought up to basically... Oh yeah, no Nobody ever told me not to do the same mistake twice So let me just keep repeating my mistakes Oh shit, something went wrong Oh, let me cry about it But then down the road I get over it And then a year or two later Repeat the same mistake I used to tell Helen when we dated That she always lived in this cycle And depending on where we were in this cycle That's where Shit would hit the fan Like oh I need to go back to school I need to go to grad school to better uh, Get more education further my degree Then when she actually went to apply Was too afraid to do so And go to class And was too lazy about it So she ended up never doing it Oh I want to travel the world Let me a ticket to go to Colombia Oh but then waste money And not go on the trip to Colombia Oh let me date some moron while stalking my ex, who ended up leaving because he couldn't put up with my dumb shit. Oh, but now now current boyfriend doesn't want anything to do with me because he realized I'm really dumb. And round and round we go. Oh, I want a job. I want to make more money. Oh, but wait. Uh, I bullshitted an interview and I actually am going to start a job. I have no clue what to do. I don't want to be embarrassed. Let me just not go. ha <laughs> ha. Let me rack up credit and use credit cards. But yet, the only thing I know how to do is babysit. And even that is a stretch. So as a whole, that's basically the issue. People make mistakes. I'll give you that. But to repeat the same mistake again... Like I said, with dating, it's at the unconscious level. With anything else... It has to do with the upbringing and just your in- Intellect To realize Oh, this didn't work the first time I should be more careful Next time around Hence why Mexico going to the Governor's Cup And hence why I'll talk to my exes With that being said I hope you enjoyed this podcast It's a special podcast for Friday It will be up live as always, remember, all the episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Review, subscribe, rate the podcast. Send us questions and comments. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. And as always, remember, where there is a Mexican, there is always a way. Until next time.